taking time thank you for taking care of yourself so many of us are checking into different podcasts on different themes and different topics as part of whether consciously or unconsciously the way we are taking care of ourselves um and i was thinking to myself as i often do what am i going to bring today for this episode i'm really struggling to be honest i have a list of topics that I kind of collect over the week and um, let percolate and and coalesce into something I'm going to bring. Um, and and I'm in a hard space today. Um, I have a bit of time before my next meeting, my next appointment. I have. Meetings with you guys, meetings with um, other training I'm doing, um, my supervision, etc. And throughout the day, and um, there's often these little pockets of time. And I was going to sit down and podcast in one of these pockets, and I came to it. And it often is a case of pinning myself to the chair. Um, to do this podcasting or administration or anything else, anything other than meeting with you guys, which is the easiest and bestest part of my job. <laughs> um, this was especially hard today, though. There's something very vulnerable about coming to the microphone. I've spoken about that before, which is part of the challenge for podcasting for me. Like many of you, it's hard for me to take up space. It's hard to make noise. Make noise and know that I'll be heard. It's one of the reasons I'm astounded every week by the bravery that people bring to my sessions with them. And one of the most painful things I hear from the third culture kids um, and highly mobile people that I work with is is usually at some point after they have told their story with me and they're in a hard space for whatever reason and I very often hear something along the lines of probably as we're discussing what they want for their chapters to come how they can equip themselves what resources they have to hand but particularly that self-care that self-compassion that self-empowerment that I am the author of my story and I'm in charge so what am I going to do with it and at some point I hear I don't want to have to I don't want to have to be brave and I don't want to have to be strong 
and I don't want to take care of me. And this is why we start with stories, because it's usually come after they've heard their own story and how I'm pausing a lot, trying to hold it together this week, how brave they've been and how much they've gone through. We know our stories aren't all doom and gloom. We know we've had epically extraordinary, incredible moments, but there's something about taking the space to hear all of it in a safe place where it's not going to get compared to other people's stories to see if it's bad enough to grieve. And they can just hear and and in that supportive space with me notice their courage, their capacity, their vulnerability, their needs that went unmet. And it's such a, it's, a it's, it's, it's like this extra moment of courage required after telling that story. Because once you've seen how brave you've been, once you've seen how much you've had to deal with, the compassion that often comes brings this inner child space of but I don't want to. It's got to be somebody else's turn now, surely. Do I have to keep taking care of me? And and the pain of realising that maybe it didn't always have to be so hard, that so much of, so many of us, internalize the challenges we've walked through as as something problematic within us right we weren't quick enough adaptive enough good enough clever enough something enough but when we lay out our stories we can often see the variables at play that were entirely beyond our control much more clearly we can we can see how hard we'd had to work And, and that can be a really delicate moment, a really vulnerable moment where we feel how much we've been doing so far, how much we've been pushing through. And then, you brave, brave creatures, you sit with a therapist, somebody else or, or with somebody like me, and you go... You're inviting me to be nice to myself as well? To keep caring for me? What more do you want from me? Is it not enough that I dragged myself this far in my story? (laughs) And you haven't dragged, you've flown so many of you, you've absolutely soared, it's just cost. (sighs) 
and its sacrifice. And then you start comparing yourself and your own self-care needs to other people around you who maybe haven't lived the complicated lives you have and don't need to take so much time to ground, to meditate, to walk, to process, to journal, to retreat, to cry. And it makes us angry. I don't want to have the kind of story that requires this much care. I hear some version of that so often and today I'm with you. And this is part of my process today. This is actually a new moment for me where doing this podcast episode is not another really important task but it really is part of how I'm going to care for me today and I don't want to have to I was reminded this week by somebody I was working with of the unfairness when a parent or a carer of a young child behaves as though that child should not need, should be less like a child basically. The unfairness of having a child and then being annoyed when they are childlike. And I'm reflecting on my attitude towards myself today. I mean, the first confrontation is me as a parent, right? I swear I would be a worse parent without you all. I learned so much from your stories. And I'm so grateful. But it made me think of the way I parent myself, the way I care for myself and how so often when I treat myself with this frustration, when I use this phrase, I don't want to have to look after me. I don't want it. When I hear myself use that voice with me, I am challenged because how unfair. The child me did not ask for the story she had. The child you did not ask for the story you had. And it's not their fault that their story requires a very specific kind of care. Read a lot of care. (laughs) It's not their fault. It's not your fault, it's not my fault that we need looking after. And you don't make a child grow up well by resenting the care they need. You simply care for them. And you allow them to be 
at whatever developmental stage they are. And I wish I was better as a parent at this. And I wish I was better with myself at this. But here we are bringing the subconscious into the conscious and we're learning. And this is why we do story work. Because when we start in your childhoods, when we start with the you that was there at the beginning, we understand the you that is here now. We give context. This is why adult you needs care, is what our stories tell us. And we're going to get to that point of seeing it and knowing it doesn't, I was going to say it doesn't matter, it does, of course it does, but it's not about fairness, of course it's not fair when we have experienced difficult, awful and avoidable things in our childhoods. But railing against that will not give the child in you, in your adult life, the care they need. But railing against it will offer compassion or becomes a gateway to compassion. Today... I invite you to sit with me and look after yourself. About eight years ago, I remember at the very beginning of Life Story Therapies thinking about the most trivial question really, how was I going to sign off my emails? Yours sincerely is too formal. Love Rachel's too weird. Best wishes. And I landed on take care of you. And it stuck. And I mean it every time I say it. Take care of you. I know what I'm asking when I say that to you and I know how hard it is and I know that sometimes we wish we didn't need the care we need but there they are our child selves and our stories and they need and we can give Take care of you. Hang in there. There's only one of us. And the world needs us. Thank you for listening. See you next time.